Hi, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. I'm your host, Dominique Narciso, and I'm a certified high-performance coach, author, and international speaker. I help you redefine personal and professional success so that you can create a simple lifestyle with more income, impact, and freedom. So welcome, everyone, to episode number 62, Change Moves Us Forward. In this episode, I interview Ali Meehan. She's the founder of Costa Women, which is a network of women relocating to Spain and starting new businesses or starting new careers. She shares with us some of her insights into what it takes to really acclimate to a new culture and really develop a business that is going to serve you and your ideas of success. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. I have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Ali Meehan, and she's the founder of Costa Women, and she's also a certified avenue coach, uh, growth coach. Ali is in the same space as a lot of us, you know, a lot of us that travel around the world, moving and transitioning from career to career, from country to country, and really trying to figure out, you know, what is it? What is the secret sauce? What are the ingredients to making life meaning and fulfilling, and at the same time, achieving and pursuing our goals. So, Ali, can you tell us, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. It's so great to see you again. It's good to see you too, Dominique. Really nice to catch up with you. Awesome. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, your journey traveling throughout the world? And and, and there is a a, a term you coined or a term you, you use in terms of identifying Uh, who you are in this space of living abroad. Uh, And I'd love for you to share kind of where you've been through life and how you got to the point of developing and creating Costa Women and that whole journey. Sure. Yeah, no, happy to. So um, I started off um, living in Australia. I'm originally from England and I moved out to Australia just to see what it would be like to live abroad, really. I mean, it's a bit of a far place to go, but I did go over there. Um, and lived there for, for quite some time, managed to get a, a, a job there, so worked there for a little while, and really enjoyed the experience of living in a foreign country, although Australia is not so foreign if you're English, um, <laughs> but living in a foreign country, the whole culture change, um, because even though um, there's a lot of Australia that's very British or UK, you know, would be familiar for UK nationals, it's still different um it's they they're very positive people obviously the sunshine helps um and they just have a different way of looking at life so that was a really good experience um but my father had um alzheimer's so i ended up having to come back to the uk and um spend time with him which was amazing um but it it did lead me on a, a journey of maybe the UK isn't where I want to live long term maybe I'll live somewhere else so when I came back to England I was given the opportunity to change careers and uh, my first career was um, 17 years in a legal practice and I was given the opportunity to change careers to become um, a marketing and export manager for a company that sold container glass so we sold um beer bottles, wine bottles, spirit bottles, food jars, anything around glass containers, and we sold it globally. So I was very fortunate in that I could travel the world on the company budget. (laughs) Um, And I was single then, so it it was a great um, life to have. 
um, and Korea to have. So um, Australia was one of my markets. So it meant I could go back there as a visitor this time. And I was traveling um, to Australia and New Zealand about four or five times a year. So that would, that really have, gave me more of an experience of the rich cultures that there are out in the world. And then um, I the company that I was working for at the time, we were doing a lot with the US dollar. And it was the time when the US dollar um, changed um, the, the, um, the currency because the um, US dollar became very high, very valuable, and um, transferring the money from uh, GB pounds to US dollars meant, meant it wasn't possible for me to continue in that role. So I got headhunted for a job um, as a, a, for a business development consultancy, who originally I thought I would be working out of an office um, in the UK. But my first day of work, the big boss came in and had just been to an e-business seminar, which said basically nobody is going to have offices going forward. Everyone's going to work from home. And this was 2000. So very, very cutting edge at the time. So my first day of work, um, I walked into the office. He walked in. I had not met him before. He fired the man that had hired me and just called me into the office and said, we're going to close down this office. If you want to stay and help us close it, um, you're very welcome to, and I'll, you know, I'll recompense you for, for the fact that you've no longer got a job. So um, I, I said, okay, got nothing else to do in my time now. So I stayed with them. But when I started saying, is it okay if I go for job interviews? He said, no, we've decided that we'd like you to stay on as the team. Mm. Um, I'll make you a director of the company, but we want you to work from home. So in 2000, I was probably one of the first people in my town to have broadband um, internet access into my home for work. Yeah. Um, and it they were very interesting days because the lady, there was just two of us based in the UK then, the others were all back in the Middle East. And it was, it was a real learning curve, you know, working from home on your own. Um, nobody else was really doing it. We used Regis to um, receive our mail and take our phone calls. So people thought we still had a, an office in the UK, but they would put the calls through to us. And I would meet her on a monthly basis and we'd just have a coffee and a chat to see how we were doing. But you really had to rely on your own wits um, to, you know, if your computer went wrong, there was no, the IT department I had was based in Dubai. So the computer went wrong. Um, you really had to try and work it out for yourself, although he, you know, he would help you as much as possible. But because of the time difference, it wasn't always possible. Um, and in those days, we'd be using face, um, Hotmail Messenger <laughs> to connect with each other across, across, the, across the globe, because that was the only way that we could you know, have a quick chat with each other. So really interesting time, um, really enjoyed it. I did that for nine years, but towards the end of my time there, the last four or five years, they actually asked my husband and I to move out to the Middle East. So we moved out there and lived there for um, nearly five years. Wow. Um, I'd already met my husband at that time and he was living in Spain. He actually comes from my hometown, but I didn't know him. <laughs> um, and we just happened to meet at a party in the UK. And he said, well, you're working from home. Why don't you work from home in Spain? So I asked my company and they said, yeah, that's fine. Because I used to commute out to the Middle East probably about four times a year. 
Um, and that's how I ended up living in Spain. So we kept the home here when we were back in the Middle East working and just used to have it as a holiday home whenever we came home from, from Dubai. Um, and then in 2009, really, I'd had enough of, because um, it was a very full-on job um, and not much free time at all, so decided that we'd had enough and we're going to move back to Spain. And we came back here. And then um, a friend of ours who's had a business in Thailand, in Phuket, said, will you come and work for me and help me with what I'm doing? So we both moved out to Phuket and lived there for nearly a year. Um, finally coming back to Spain in 2010. So really grateful for the rich um, cultures that I've experienced, all very different. Um, and, and just being able to, to travel and get work in the different countries that we've lived in. Yeah, and, and you know, it's such an incredible, I mean, then that's like, you know, you just made it so concise and that's like several years, you know, several decades <laughs> of your life, you know, yeah. working abroad. And, and, you know, now that, you know, you're at this point, it's like, you've had that, all that experience and you've gained all those different cultures. So it makes your particular life experience so unique. You know, so unique. I think all of us that are uh, foreigners that live in different lands, we just accumulate all these different experiences and it makes us very, very different from people back home in our home countries. Um, yeah, I, I always say to people that, because I, obviously I have a lot of interaction now with new ladies that are just moving out to Spain. Yeah. And quite often it is a big cultural challenge when they first move out, even though we're not far from where they've come from, may, may, maybe, or they've been here on holiday a lot of times, but it's very different when you live in a country. And my top tip for them always is, you know, after the first six months, try and go back to your own country mm -hmm. because you will then suddenly realise how much you've changed mm -hmm. and how much um, the, the culture of the country that you were living in has is no longer so interesting for you because you're starting to see the way other people live and you're starting to enjoy living in another country. So that's always my tip when they're beginning to feel homesick and missing their friends and family is to just take that um, trip back to their their original country if they can do. Yeah, no, that's that's a really that's a really really good tip. And and in terms of your work or your founding of Costa Women, how did you how did you start it? Like, what was your idea at the very time that you started it? And and it's now it's this huge network, the biggest network um, in in Spain for women living, planning to, um, you know, working in Spain and all that. So how did you even start that start that whole venture yeah so I, I literally started it because I wanted to make friends um, and I think that's the the best way to start a business is to find something that is a real something that you're searching for yourself yeah um, and because you know that there's probably going to be a market for you if, if you do that so um, I started it literally to make friends because of my experience of working from home when we lived here originally I was concerned at how I was going to meet um, and make friends with women. Um, and also, um, when we, we, we lived here previously, it was before Facebook or any of the social media networks were really up and running. So it, I thought, well, let me create something and see whether women are interested to join it. So that's when I, in 2010, I started it as a, an online website, thinking it would stay online because I'm used to the online world. <laughs> that is a world. Yeah. Um, 
and women quite quickly started saying, well, can't we meet up in real life? <laughs> okay, that's, that's a novelty. So um, we started creating events um, and it's gone on from there. So we have 9,600 members now and we've got 38 locations where we meet up or we're meeting up in person um, pre-COVID. But since COVID, we've hosted um, over 230, well, last year in 2020, we hosted two, 230 online events to keep try and keep the community together and motivated. And now we're starting to host local events again uh, as things change. So, um, yeah, it's it, but it really was just for me to, to find friends. Now I've got rather a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 9,600 of them. No, it's, it's it's amazing, Ali. Like you are a pioneer in this online working space. I didn't even realize that until until you mentioned it in, in this in our this conversation. But having you know having the the ability to, as you say, rely on your wits, you know, to make it work, to make this whole whole thing work. I think that's that's wonderful. And um, in terms of Costa women and what you do and what you guys and what you stand for, you know, what is, what is the thing, what are the topics that you really teach women as they come into a new country, or if they're thinking of starting something new, like what is, what is the number one thing that you really try to cultivate? So they, so they have that mindset to be successful in Spain. Um, I think um, one of the things is to do as much research as possible before they arrive. Um, because it will be different. You know, if, if you've come here on holiday, it's not the holiday experience. You know, you, you have to work. Most, most of the ladies have to work. So you can't just lie about in a sun lounger all day. You are going to have to work and you are in a completely different culture to what you're used to. Um, when you come here on a holiday, you probably see a very small portion of that. When you're living here full time, it's a completely different environment to maybe what you've experienced both socially and, and for business as well. Um, the costs of running a business here are very high. Mm. And that's something that people don't actually research before they get here. And then suddenly they realize, you know, it's going to, it's going to be expensive to actually have a business here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and um, I think the the whole area around familiarity, um, it's, it's, it's a comfort to have things that are familiar but then we don't grow. Yeah. So it's whether you want that growth or whether you want to, to be comfortable in, in your life. And most of the women I see and meet here, they've, they've got rid of the familiarity. They've decided that they, you know, they want to grow in their lives and grow their businesses. And change makes us move forward. So maybe our initial reaction is to latch onto something familiar because it's, you know, it's familiar. But we need to, I think personally, we need to be in situations where we can actually grow ourselves. And that could be that you've decided to move overseas. The women here are, you know, they've all got stories to tell. They've all um, taken that leap of faith. They're all very courageous beings. And we don't necessarily see it. Yeah. We just, oh, you know, I just moved overseas. But it is a huge thing to have done. There's a lovely quote by um, Tick. Nat Han, who says people have a hard time get, letting go of their suffering mm -hmm. out of the fear of the unknown. They prefer suffering that's familiar. And I think it's, it, I, I don't think of the word familiar as being how it's spelled. I think of it as being fear familiar. Mm -hmm. 
um, because um, if we carry on repeating the same old, same old all the time, we just get into a cycle. And it's really good, especially at the moment, to try and get yourself out of that cycle of familiar and, and launch yourself into something that will really help you and your business grow. My, um, my word for 2021 is fearless. Um, and that's not, that, that's not having the absence of fear because we all have fear, but to use that fear in a positive way, you know, to really push myself and my boundaries so that I can move forward. And I love having a word for a year. I don't know if you have one, Dominique. I, I um, totally, I totally do. I love that you do that. I'm like, yes, I'm not the yeah. only person that does this. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine is consistent. It's consistent. Okay. I think yeah. at the end of the day, you know, anything that I'm doing, it's, it's all about consistency, be it health, be it parenting, be it business. Um, everything's about consistency, but I love, I love your, your words, your play on words for this, for fear, fear familiar. Yeah. Anyone listening, you know, like fear familiar, are you holding on to those fears and that wonderful quote that you said, um, as well and fearless. I it's, it's a great, it's a great word. I think a lot of 2020 was, you know, everyone was just in this state of fear, state of fear and paralyzed. And so yeah. now that, you know, the doors are opening up or things are looking a little bit brighter, how, you know, how to overcome those fears in order to step into and launch yourself in this new direction where you can grow. And so on, on that note, can you tell us how you, you know, what you teach or tell, you know, your clients or your, uh, your communities how to overcome fear? Yeah, sure. So um, I, particularly at the moment, I, we are all pressing the reset button. Um, the world isn't what we left a year ago. It's, it's already moved on and changed. Mm. So we, I think we really need to be asking our customers what they actually want and need now mm -hmm. because things are different to what they wanted and needed and their way of buying has changed and, and the whole way of doing business, I think, has changed. So it's really important that we actually check in with who we're serving and ask them what they want um, now. And rather than just building something that we think they want and hoping that they come, I think it's really important to ask them um, what they want. Within our Avenue Growth Coaching that I offer, we really major on having a concept that sells because I see so many women that decide that they want to create a new business or relaunch an old one, and they spend weeks and weeks creating a beautiful website. They then spend weeks and weeks fiddling with the bells and whistles. Sometimes they'll say, oh, it's not ready yet, it's not ready yet, because they want it to be 100% perfect. And then they create their social media pages and their posts all fit neatly into Instagram. And they haven't actually asked their customers or clients if this is a service that they want. Mm. So first of all, we, within the coaching that I offer, we look at first, do you have a concept that sells? Do you have people that want to buy what it is you're offering? Do you have competition? Mm. Because actually competition can be a good thing because it means that somebody's already done the hard work and, and researched that product or service and knows that there's a market for it. Mm -hmm. If there's no competition, there's probably a reason why there's no competition because <laughs> probably somebody tried it and it just, you know, it failed. So I think research, as I said earlier on, is really important and um, find out what, you know, if, if people want what you offer, then that's great. Mm -hmm. um, but 
maybe you're not even um, ready to launch even yet because you haven't found who your ideal client is. And again, I think that's another area where we shy away from um, knowing who we want to target our messages to, what their, what their pain points are, where they hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Twitter as a tool. I've, I've always loved it. I've loved it for the last 10 years. But I discovered a, a few years ago that most of my audience weren't actually on Twitter and they were living on Facebook. So I've had to sort of break up almost with Twitter um, and, and spend more time really understanding Facebook and how Facebook works. But again, you know, with the changes that have happened in the last um, year or so, there's new platforms like Clubhouse. Yeah. Um, but also a lot of people I see um, have stopped using Facebook or using it as much as they were using. So maybe... You, even if your product or service is still working and, and, and everything's happening, maybe it's time to actually reevaluate the social media platforms you're on to, just to make sure that your customers are still there and still using those platforms because it could be that they've, you know, they've moved on. Mm. Oof. That's a good, I, I think that's a great, great tip for anyone that, that's thinking about their business or building a business is figuring out where do people hang out now? Because you're yeah. right, like the the... Clubhouse is definitely one of the big ones now, um, but then there will continually be more and more platforms yep. uh, and yeah. people segmenting into, into the ones that fit their needs the most. So that's that's great advice. Um, and then, so in terms of ideal client researching, what else can someone do to overcome, overcome their, their fears of like starting something? I, I think network, no, network like crazy. Um, because a lot of us have got out the habit of networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we felt, well, there's, you know, my business isn't uh, ready yet or my business has stopped working mm-hmm. and now what do I do? Um, and we've spent so long in isolation that it's really important to get back um, mm-hmm. and start connecting again, even if it's online, even if you can't meet physically in person. Yeah. Um, I'm actually an introvert, so I've quite enjoyed <laughs> just being online rather than meeting people in person but that doesn't help me research or sell my products or services so I really need to to you know keep networking all the time and find a community which can help support what it is that you're wanting to do so you can start asking those questions um, if you're going along to a physical event um, talk to the organizer and say, can you introduce me to a couple of people? So you're not going into the environment cold. Mm-hmm. You're actually able to start connecting as soon as you get there. Um, and something that I really see people fail all the time on is follow up. Mm. Um, you know, they meet somebody, maybe it's not the person who's going to buy their product or service, but that doesn't mean that they may not know somebody that wants what you've got. Mm-hmm. So um, always follow up with people. And maybe it's a good time now also to be checking back in with your customers that you've you know, not been in touch with for a long time. Yeah. I encourage the, um, the Costa Women members, you know, the business women to continue posting on their social media platforms, even though maybe their, you know, their shop had closed or things had changed for their businesses. Because otherwise, if you go to somebody's social media and they haven't posted for three, six months, you think, well, they've gone. So you'd stop following them. Yeah, yeah. But it's really important for people to know that you are still around. 
you're just looking for the right opportunity to get yourself back into the market again. Such, such good. I hope the listeners, anyone listening or watching this, you know, make sure you're taking notes because these are, these are great tips and pieces of advice that's going to help you move forward in your, uh, in your business, but then also career, like, you know, this, this whole, oh, you know, networking and how do you do that now? Like it is, it is going to be the internet, but then there's so many different avenues to do it. People are more open to doing these types of connections, which I think is great. Whereas even a year ago, it's not as common, but now this is like normal. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, there are very very few people that heard of Zoom really um, in a, on a global basis um until march last year and then suddenly everyone knows what zoom is um and there's so many platforms out there as well that offer new uh, ways of networking we used we did an international women's day conference online um in march mm-hmm. and we used one called hopping which was great because you could actually have um a one it allowed you to network on a one-to-one basis and you never met the same person again in that session so that was a really good platform. Um, but there are so many out there now. Um, and we, we try and collaborate as much as possible. So we've been working with a women's network in New York City for um, it's coming up to three years this summer. And every month we host an event where one month it's one of their members who's a speaker and the next month it's one of our members that's a speaker. Um, and that it's just a really good, um, you know, way to 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 hear from other women what they're going through and to get support. Ah, so wonderful. I love it. I love it. All these collaboration tools are now available to us. Um, in terms of uh, a piece of advice that you can give an early stage entrepreneur or someone that just might be thinking or have, they have an idea, what would you suggest they do or stop doing because <laughs> you have you have experience with with a lot of you know a lot of women that are starting something new and you know maybe they make a few mis- make a lot of mistakes and they could do it differently so what would that one piece of advice be i think do the research really and find out if you whatever it is you're launching is going to be of interest and actually ask the questions of the audience first that you're working with or asking networking um, groups if you're if you don't have an audience yet and wait and get all that feedback um, and definitely ask if people would actually buy that product or service themselves Um, and if they would then actually launch your course based on that feedback and based on the knowledge that somebody's going to buy whatever it is you're selling so don't waste your time creating the most amazing course without finding out first if someone's interested to buy it yeah uh, such such basic entrepreneurship 101 i totally my first my first venture i was busy creating rather than asking and then i built something but not not to its full extent and it totally failed uh but i i learned that lesson in that first venture uh you know ask first, listen, and then build from there. So that's, that's, that's great advice. Um, Ali, so when, when things get rough, when things get hard, what do you do to stay positive? Uh, you know, because life abroad, moving around, all of these different things, businesses, lockdowns, yeah. all of this has happened to, to the world. So what, do you, what, is, your, what is your philosophy or your way of staying positive? 
I um, and my husband and I both do this. We both look in the mirror and say, what's the worst that can happen? And once you've accepted the worst thing that could happen, yeah, and it and it very rarely happens, does it? You know, the the things that we have going on in our head that tell us, you know, well, that person's going to do that, and then this is going to happen, and you've got this whole hamster wheel thing going on and spiraling. Yeah. Um, to just to look in the mirror and say, well, the worst is this, and now we can, you know, if that's the worst, then this is how we've got to learn how to deal with it. That's that's how I try to stay positive. Oh, that's great. I, I'm going to try that. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's one of the, the challenges, like the negative rumination, you know, when you yeah. worry and then you cause anxiety and then your body gets into shock and all of these different things. But that's, that's a great, that's a great piece, piece of uh, that's a great, great thing to do. So let's everyone listening, make sure you, uh, you try that out. If you ever feel, you know, you're getting, you're getting in that place of negativity, just talk to yourself in the mirror. And, and do what Ali does. <laughs> so Ali, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and also I think to have, to remember what your goal is. Mm-hmm. You know, we, with, as part of the Avenue Coaching, I, um, we set 10-year goals for where we want to be in 10 years' time. And it could be that in 10 years' time, you, you don't want to be doing this anymore. You want to be retired. But you've built your company up to such a level that you can sell it or still be there as say creative director or something so we we look at that first and then we work back to 90 day goal planning so it's to keep in mind so then you when you do your 90 days you're um aligning it with what you have as your end goal Mm. so that's that's something else i do to try and stay positive you know i this in in 10 years time you won't remember what you were going through now you, mm. It just you won't you know you won't be worrying what the color of font that you used on your website was. You'll 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 have moved <laughs> so far, <laughs> moved so far forward in your business. And if you look back at ten years ago, um, how far you've come in the last ten years, you know how far forward you've come now. So that that would be another way to you know this too shall pass. Oh, so good, so good. You're right. Ten years ago, I didn't even think that I would be doing this. It's <laughs> amazing. Um, and so, Ali, last question, final question. What is your definition of success? Well, I love the um, the dictionary definition of success, which is the good or bad outcome of an undertaking. Because I think we always look at the good side of it yeah. um, and forget that sometimes success can have a, a bad outcome. But then you can choose what outcome you see. So if I see a bad outcome to any situation that I'm in, I try to look for the good in it or look for an opportunity. So um, my ex-mother-in-law used to say that if you're driving down a road and suddenly you're stuck in a traffic jam, it could be that being stuck in that traffic jam has meant that something negative won't Mm. happen to you. Mm. So, you know, don't get frustrated with, with what happens and and obviously success for me is waking up every morning and it's a new day um knowing that I've got a clean sheet that whatever goes on has gone on in the last couple of days today will be different and I I can make an intention and choose to make it so success is a muscle and some days it hurts more than others some days it feels like you know I feel really strong today it's a strong muscle today and some days the workout is harder Mm. but it's part of you and it 
it turns up no matter what. So it just depends what you want to build and you know what success, what success you want to build for yourself and your business. So good, so good. I love the bad and the good outcomes and choosing to look at, you know, even if with a bad outcome, looking at the good, what's the opportunity here? I think that is a great question for any challenge that anyone is faced with is what's what's the good that can come out of this? I love that. That is why you are on the Positive Success Show, Ali <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Ali, for, for being on the show. And where can our listeners or you know, uh, audience uh, find you, connect with you? What's the best okay. way? So they can either put Ali Meehan into Google, and there's two Ali Meehans really that are on Google a lot. One is a famous hockey player in Canada. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> I, I have, I've, I've set up a Google alert for my name, and quite often I've won some amazing hockey match, and I wasn't even aware I'd done it. So the other one's me. Um, or at Costa Women on all social media platforms. So the at sign and then Costa Women, not woman, women. Um, you can find me there. I'd love to connect with women and um, maybe start doing some networking. Excellent. Excellent. There you go, everyone. Make sure to connect with Ali. She is a great human being and also a great coach and entrepreneur and businesswoman. Uh, so make sure you connect with her uh, at Costa Women or Ali Meehan, not the hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ali, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Dominique. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode and learned a lot from Allie. You know, that one word, and I'm just going to reiterate here, fear familiar. You know, when you are doing the same things and you're, you're not able to get out of your comfort zone, it's really hard to grow. It's really hard to see what you're made of, and it's really hard to tap into your potential. So... If there is an idea, if there is an activity, if there is this vision that you have that you've always wanted to try out, I challenge you to take one step, not a huge leap, but one step in that direction. Share with me what step you took. You can email me at dom at domnarciso.com and let me know what you did to get out of the fear familiar. And finally, if you want to connect with Ali, you can connect with her at Costa Women on Instagram or Facebook. You can also check out in the show notes and click on the links there to connect with her directly. All right, everyone. Hope you have a great week. Remember to be bold, be positive, and take action every day.